And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. Yes, we are a little bit late. My apologies. Jason Hunt here in the studio. My job here is to make the coffee, take out the trash. They call me Mr. Boss. 30 years in media, which gives me a little bit of insight into a few things author of The Hero at the End of His Rope. Might as well plug my book while I'm at it, just in case our channel gets shut down. Who knows if that's going to happen or not. At some point, maybe we'll get a label on us and we will get get tossed out on our keister. But that hasn't happened yet. We do have a milestone from this week. We've crossed the Rubicon. We are... Well over, well, I'd say we are well over. We are solidly over the 1,500 subscribers threshold. So thank you to uh, Peter Samedi for letting me come on and and tout the channel earlier on this week during Open Mic Monday. And uh, welcome to all of you new subscribers, all of you uh, who have decided to give us a chance. We do appreciate everybody who is here. All of you who are regulars, welcome back. Uh, Those of you who are new, hopefully we have something interesting to say every now and again. Most of the time, this program has guests. We have people come on and we'll talk for an hour about various different projects and the things that they're working on. And it, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, I guess depending on your perspective, it worked out for today uh, that we don't have a guest, which gives me a chance to rant about a thing. Now, I talked about this a little bit earlier in the week. Uh, this came, this popped up on my radar, came to my attention over the weekend, and a lot of people have been talking about it. We're going to get into the problematic nature of transparency tube. We're going to talk about that today. I'm going to go through this uh, this interview that, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the founder, I think his name is Mark, Mark something, Mark Ledwich. Uh, he did an interview on Adam Friended's channel. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to look at a little bit on uh, on their process and what it could mean, what a lot of people are concerned about, including me. So we'll get into that in uh, just a moment. First of all, I want to remind everybody we do have a discount code over at SuperheroStuff.com. 10% off when you use the promo code SciFi for me 10 And we are broadcasting both to YouTube and Facebook all this week. It looks like uh, the technology is cooperating with us. And um, we have... What is that? That's a That's a button I haven't seen before. Oh, that's what that is. Never mind. Okay, so uh, so that way we can kind of expand uh, the number of eyeballs that are on this uh, on this program. Uh, so uh, RJ and Critical Blast, uh, welcome in the chat. Yes, press the button. Press. I did press the button. I pressed the button. I saw. Uh, it was not a red shiny candy-like button, so uh, I was disappointed in the results. Uh, there is a like button for those of you who would like to employ it. If you would like to uh, join the conversation, the live chat is open. Uh, for those of you who are listening or watching in playback, we do have an email address live from the bunker at sci-fi for me.com, or you can leave a comment. And, of course, we're on all the social media. Which might or might not be a good thing. Now, here we go on this uh, on this day where various heads of social media are testifying up on Capitol Hill. I would not want to be there. 
I don't think that's going to go well for anybody up there. So this uh, this site, let me pop this up here. This is called Transparency Tube, and I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on it because so far we have not been directly impacted by this. But the implications of this site, depending on your perspective, depending on how much concern you want to have over this, this site could either be, on, on the one hand, it could be just merely problematic and annoying. On the other hand, on the other side of the spectrum, this could be terrifying, depending on how you look at it, depending on the implications of it. Basically what this is, is a site that has taken, these, these folks have taken it upon themselves to, uh, to rate and label individual YouTube channels, YouTube creators, on a political spectrum based on a number of questionable factors, let's say. Basically what they're saying is, is if you have a, a channel based on your content and based on the people who interact and follow your channel, your channel will be labeled as right or left, partisan, centrist, anti-SJW, conspiracy. There's various different labels that go through on this. And the baseline, apparently there are, there are three people who are at the heart of this. And uh, one of them is Mark Ledwich. One of them is Sam Clark. And the other, uh, go through this here, is... Uh, what's, what's her name? Where is she? I don't see her name right off the top of my head, but it, I was looking at, there was a, a video from Clownfish TV that was going through all of this. Oh, here we go. Anna Zaitsev, uh, postdoctoral researcher at Berkeley, University of Berkeley. And... That right there throws a ton of red flags up for me. Uh, Mark Ledwich, full-stack software developer in data and visualization. Prior to working on Transparency Tube, this is from their website, their press release. Prior to working on Transparency Tube, he conducted his own analysis of YouTube's political influence through its recommendation system. He holds a software engineering degree from the University of Queensland, is currently based in Brisbane, Australia. So he's not an American. Let's keep that in mind. Sam Clark, data scientist and machine learning engineer focused on natural language processing. Not sure what that means. Formerly at Decide.com, eBay, uh, eBay rather. He has taken a sabbatical to study how the latest developments in natural language processing can help provide transparency into YouTube content. He holds a BS and MS in computer science from the University of Washington, and is currently based in Seattle. Okay, um, on the face of it, just because somebody lives in Seattle doesn't necessarily mean anything, unless it does. My concern here is you've got three people, ostensibly three people on top of this thing, uh, who are deciding everything. And, and Ledwich even, even uh, acknowledges in the interview he did with Adam Friended that this is, there is a certain amount of subjectivity involved here. There is not a, there's not a good way to be objective when determining the ratings and the labels for all of this. <coughs> so what's the point? What is the purpose of this? Now, this press release goes through all of the different things about why everything is the way everything is. It says here, data scientists Sam Clark and Mark Ledwich have categorized, indexed, and analyzed over 8,000 of the largest English-language YouTube channels actively discussing political and cultural issues, creating a first-of-its-kind, real-time political map of the YouTube space. Their analytical tool called Transparency Tube 
measures the size of a number of different segments, including larger segments such as partisan left and right content, smaller niche segments like libertarians, socialists, and anti-theists, uh, atheists, basically, some, uh, and controversial segments such as men's rights activists and QAnon believers. The result is an interactive visualization of 88,162 8, categorized channels, including data on views, estimated watch time, subscribers, and video content for the approximately 9.3 million videos posted by these channels. So they're, they're essentially saying... Uh, based on what you've got on your channel, we're going to slot you into various different categories. And if you look here, you've got... Well, let me, let me throw that up here in the full screen. Mainstream media, partisan right, partisan left, anti-woke... And you look at and and yes, you can tell color coded. You know it's blue and red, just like anything else. You know, red generally for conservatives, blue for for liberals. I think that's just kind of a of a of a default at this point. Social justice, late night talk shows, and he did clarify that he's only counting broadcast television, broadcast and cable television in that particular category. So you've got stuff, you've got shows, you've got YouTube, you know things like like Crowder and Rogan, whenever they're they're on, they're not being counted in this because they're not on broadcast or cable. They're on, if they're on Internet, they're in a different thing. Uh, religious conservative conspiracy, look at that, it's all red. Libertarian socialist anti-theist, men's rights activist QAnon, white identitarian. So basically, here are all the races. Now, if you notice... Those of you who are watching, looking at the pictures here, you notice there's a lot of red in these categories. Now, in the mainstream news category, there's I see blue, I see some red, I see purple, which is centrist. Partisan right, of course, all red. Partisan left, all blue. Anti-woke, predominantly red. Religious, red. Conspiracy, red. And as Adam Friend had pointed out last uh, in in the interview with with Ledwich, there are conspiracy theorists on the left, and there's a there's a good number of them. But this doesn't this doesn't factor into that. And I'm 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 going through, and I I made notes going through this interview with Ledwich. Folks, this is going to be weaponized. There is no two ways about it. This will be weaponized. This will be, as, as Adam Friend said, this gives nuclear weapons to the cancel culture and hands the YouTube channels sticks with which to fight them off. Um... This is not this is not a good idea. Who benefits? That's that's my that's my question. Who benefits? Who gets something out of this? Because the smaller YouTube channels are not going to get anything out of this. For it, 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 quite the opposite. Because there are a number of them that were in the live chat during this interview who were saying I didn't consent to have any of this data used. You don't have permission to include me in this. I don't want to be labeled. We don't talk politics. Take me off your list. Take me off your list. Take me off your list. How dare you? And the the reaction and the anger and the, the concern, and I think it's justifiable concern for all of this. Now, now look, science fiction fans are generally early adopters of technology. We find this new thing, this new gizmo, biggie-wow, thingamabob, and, oh, hey, look, this is very cool. This is a cool little thing, a gadget, a widget. So when something like this comes along, we're going to take a look at it. And the discussion that so far has centered around this has been... All negative. 
I have not seen at all, and if anybody has seen it can point me to it, I am, I am more than willing to take a look, but I have not seen anybody who thinks this is a good idea. Now, ostensibly, they say that this is, this is something to help journalists and businesses in, in whatever decision-making process or whatever work that they do. This doesn't have anything to do with YouTube, Ledwich says. Uh, it doesn't have anything. This is not pulling any private data. They're scraping stuff that is available publicly. Okay, I'm going to take him at his word for it for now. Uh, but during this conversation with Adam Friended, he said, Ledwich said a number of things that I find troubling. And there were a lot of weasel words. Well, left and right doesn't really mean what you think it means. Okay, well then give us your definition, Mark. Tell us what you think it means. Because, one, you're not an American. And however much you've been in America, the American political spectrum is, for some people, it's a tough nut to crack. For the people who are in the middle of it, it can be a tough nut to crack. Now, I'm not going to get into politics here. I'm getting into this particular piece of technology labeling YouTube channels like ours with political terminology that could do harm for some of these channels that don't talk politics at all, this could this could do damage to reputations. Oh yeah, don't don't look at that needlepoint channel. They're partisan, right? And to listen to Ledwich talk about how all of that gets determined. So basically, what they did is they went through about eight hundred different channels and they set a baseline manually. And they said, these channels are X, Y, Z. And then based on that, they're using machine learning algorithms, AI, to go through all of these other channels and make a determination. Now, it's completely arbitrary, and it's based on subjective determination by three people. Now, if you're going to do something like this, and at the very least, if, if, if something like this were to be done in an academic setting, I would expect there to be more people involved in the research, not just three people. And given that you've got one from Berkeley and one from Seattle, I don't know just how objective those determinations are going to be in that 800-channel baseline that's manually determined. Because opinions can differ. Some people see CNN as being leftist. Some people see CNN as centrist. I don't think anybody sees CNN as right. But those determinations whether it's a, a, a mainstream media channel, MSNBC, ESPN, or if it's a channel like Jimmy Kimmel or, Jer or, or Jimmy Fallon, or if it's something like Crowder, or if it's something like Joe Rogan, those determinations are going to be made by somebody with an opinion and a viewpoint, and that becomes a subjective determination. And so your baseline can be called into question. And Ledwich, during this interview, got really mealy-mouthed and a lot of, I don't remember, I can't remember that specifically, because he's asked, he gets asked about specific channels. Hey, these channels have said, take me off your list. What have you done about it? Oh, I can't remember exactly. I can't remember exactly. He dodged a lot. And when confronted with the possibility that this is a problem, he, he, he completely blindly ignores the, the potential for harm, for this to be misused. Now, our channel has already fallen victim to arbitrary... Well, I won't. I won't attribute malice to it, but a harassment 
abuse of the copyright claim system by a company called AdRev based out of Los Angeles. We have a music library that we use here for all of our productions. And that music library is a paid library. I have the license to use that music in all of my productions everywhere in, for as long as I pay for the license. Now, AdRev has multiple copies of this license and still makes copyright claims on music that appears in certain productions that we put out here on our channel. And I have to fight them and dispute them and win every time. And I always point out, AdRev has a copy of our license, and yet they still, and YouTube allows this, allows this YouTube copyright claim abuse. Now, they're not strikes. They're claims. It basically says, this is our music. We're going to make the ad money off of it. But I have the license to use the music, so I can dispute it, and I get the ad revenue back. But it's, it's that kind of thing that has people concerned. And there are a number of YouTube channels that have been false flagged, that have been brigaded. Go pile on, give them, you know, review bomb. This is just going to set up more targets for people. Because, look, wherever you fall on the political spectrum, I think one thing that we can agree on is that the cancel culture is real. The cancel culture is dangerous. The cancel culture is rabid in their quest to suppress and destroy anybody that doesn't agree with them. <coughs> and primarily, they're on the left. And I'm talking about the far radical, progressive left. Not generally liberals, center-left, moderate-left, whatever. There are some rational people that are on the left still. I co-host with one of them every Monday night. Mr. Harvey is a smart, sane person. I happen to disagree with him on a number of things, but he's not crazy. This algorithm... is dangerous because there is a certain group of people. You look at the people that went and attacked J.K. Rowling just because she has an opinion about something. You look at the people who attacked how many, how many YA authors for not having the right skin color or background or heritage or whatever to be able to write about a particular subject. The cancel culture is real. Look at the, They're going after Chris Pratt. That group, that small group, and yes, it's a small group, but it's a very vocal group. Is what Ari Bryce, uh, Ari Bryce says. Those twelve people on Twitter that are now the editors of the New York Times. You know, Richard Meyer calls them the twelve crazy people on Twitter, the twelve angry people on Twitter. There are these blue check marks, these people who think that they are the tastemakers and the and the and the gatekeepers who want to control everything in everything that you see or do. It's news speak. And they want to make those determinations and based on those determinations, decide whether or not you get to continue to do what you get, what you want to do as a channel, as a business. That cancel culture is real. And when this kind of thing comes along, this kind of technology comes along, this use of technology comes along and says, this channel is on the right. This channel's on the right. This channel's on the right. This channel's center. This channel's anti-SJW. This channel's on the right. Those labels turn those channels into targets. You have people out there like Renfamous, Stephanie Cook, you know, in, in the comics industry, Heather Antos. You've got people like... Um, Oh, who else? I, I mean, the, the granted, a lot of this happens on Twitter, but it has a fallout effect everywhere else. And when you get, you know, we've seen with Black Lives Matter how many businesses have said, okay, we're going to do something for Black Lives Matter. And then what's the fallout from that? Do they benefit? 
Does it do any good? I guess it depends on who you ask. But this kind of thing here makes every single channel a target. Now, some, some channels are big enough, they can withstand all of that. They can decide, oh, well, it's no big deal. And some of them will own that label. Yes, we're on the right. Yes, we're on the left. But some don't. And some will get mislabeled. I saw a video the other day. Just some guy was talking about this. He is not a Republican. He is not a conservative. He's not white. But he pushes back on some of this woke mob stuff. And so he is labeled right anti-SJW. He's not on the right. And Transparency Tube, Mark Ledwich has said that if you know if they make a determination, you reach out to them. Let's say I, let's say we get say your channel gets gets labeled, gets mislabeled. If you reach out to them, according to Mark Ledwich, who is the founder, you reach out to them and say, "Hey, I got mislabeled. I'm not on the right. I'm in the center. Could you change it?" And Ledwich has said that it is all fine and well and good for you to say, I'm going to claim this other label. But if he determines that your content puts you on the right, he won't change it. No matter what you claim to be on your channel, you don't know. You don't know what your own channel is. They're going to make that determination for you. And you're stuck with it. And you can opt out. There are some channels that have opted out that have said, remove me from this list. And again, you're getting into arbitrary decisions whether or not Ledwich decides to remove the channel. He has removed a few. He hasn't removed all of the ones that have asked for it, demanded it. As far as I know, Clownfish TV is still on there. Drunk3PO is still on there. And this is going to harm or potentially harm the smaller channels more than they will anything else. Because, let's say, I get to the point where I start to attract businesses who may want to advertise on my channel. Well, they go in there and they go to this transparency tube thing. Well, let's look. Ticky, 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 ticky. Oh! They're on the right. We don't want to do business with them. That, that has the potential for material harm that's actionable this is stuff that could lead to lawsuits besides that you have the terrible no good online behavior from some and this is only going to exacerbate it which is exactly the opposite of what ledwich says he wanted to do he says he says uh, he said it wasn't intended to create a list of people to target. And yet, that's exactly what it's going to do. He says Google is going, he says Google is doing something like this already. Does that make it okay? Does that say, oh, well, okay, well, Google's doing it, I'll do it. And there were a lot of, Oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, I can't remember on that. You know, he says there's not a whole identity for left-wing people because they were talking about, you know, this anti-SJW. What's the equivalent? You know, they're equating anti-SJW with the right. Well, what's the equivalent on the left? And Ludwig says, oh, there's not one. B.S. And then he he occasionally the 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 mealy mouth uh, well you know we don't expect people to understand this is this is a quote we don't expect people to understand the nuances of how we classify things explain it then this is not nuanced this is a blanket label on channels that are again based on arbitrary decisions by three people, one of whom's in Berkeley. The other part of this is that if you don't want to identify your channel, if, you're, if you want your channel to stay completely out of this, 
then the onus is on you, not them, because they didn't get your permission, one. Okay, maybe they're scraping public data. Let's take them at their word for it. But if I have a if I have a problem with you using my information and the information of my subscribers and the and the people that interact with my channel, then I should have a say and tell you don't do it. There should be a way to opt out of this, but he doesn't want to do that because then it'll skew the data. Well, the data is already skewed because half of these channels are mislabeled. It opens you up for targeting because, one, you either accept the label, two, you claim some other label, which could put you in the crosshairs for some other group. This is just, this is a rabbit hole full of spikes. Now, ostensibly, this is looking at content. He says in, let, in, in his first explanation, he says that this is looking at the actual content of the channel. So if the channel has, say, 10 videos, this was part of the, part of the uh, example that he was going over with Adam Friend. So if you've got 10 videos, and it's whatever, whatever subject your channel is, if you've got 10 videos and six of them are against, I don't know, using using intersectional intersectional gender identity, you know, identity politics. You know, identity politics is bad. You do t you do six of those, but if you do four videos about needlepoint, then your channel is going to get labeled as an anti-SJW. It's on balance whatever is in the majority of your videos. So you're again, this goes back to you. If you create the content. It's up to you to make the videos about something else in order to avoid a particular label. Now, as Adam points out, there are a lot of people that are on the left, moderate left, center left, who do not like what's been going on with the cancel culture stuff, the SJWs, the keyboard warriors, whatever you want to call them, the far left radical progressives, the people who take things to an extreme. There are people on the left who don't think that's a very good idea. And those people that are on the left are being labeled right anti-SJW because of their stance on a particular topic. This is 1984 type of stuff. You see four fingers or five? Now, a lot of this, you know, it says, you know, Ledwich says that some of this came out of uh, looking at YouTube post-2019 when they changed the, the algorithm to favor mainstream news outlets. And we all know that, uh, that YouTube has been moving in the direction of corporate media as opposed to the little guy. And the little guys, smaller channels like ours, are what made YouTube the success it was to attract the attention of Google and Alphabet and buy it for a billion dollars, and now it's this huge gargantuan thing. It was built on channels like ours. Not MSNBC, not ESPN. And he doesn't want to remove people now, except... If they're being targeted, they'll consider removing you from your list. Well, by then it's too late. The damage is done. You can't just sit there and go, oopsie, no harm, no foul. The harm has already come and gone. Just providing, just providing information about what's on YouTube. Well, no, you're not. You're, you're stigmatizing various different pieces. You're filtering what's on YouTube and you are interpreting what's on YouTube based on your flawed methodology, which doesn't really get explained. Because on the one hand, at one point in the conversation, he's talking about these, these tags, these labels being made based on the content of the channel. So what's in the videos? Well, okay, how are you determining that? 
Are you sitting and watching the videos or are you using AI to determine that? Because that's flawed. We all know that. And if that's the case, then okay, B the content says what it is. The content makes that makes that, you know, forms the foundation for that for that label. And it doesn't reflect the creator. Well, to a certain extent, the creator of the channel, the person that's what in charge of the video, that that may or may not reflect the ideology of the channel. And in our particular case, it would not. We try we we do our best to stay fairly neutral down the middle. We have conservatives on the staff. We have liberals on the staff. We have libertarians on the staff. We have transgender contributor uh, contributor. You know, it's a good mix here. It's a good mix of perspectives, and not everybody agrees with everybody. And yes, I'm the face that's out here the most, and technically, it is my channel, but it's our team, and uh, the team puts out the content. And for us, if we were to get labeled one thing or another, there are people on the staff who probably would have a problem with that. Me being the first one. And for Mark Ledwich to sit there and go, well, it is the way it is, that's a mealy-mouthed, namby-pamby answer that doesn't solve anything. And it doesn't answer the question, it doesn't, it doesn't address the concern that a lot of these channels have over this putting a target on our backs. And Ledwich may say, you know, over here at Transparency Tube, we didn't create the animosity toward the right, but you are perpetuating it by doing this. And even, even labeling people on the left, it's just serving to exacerbate this us-versus-them mentality that is so prevalent in social media these days, and it is not constructive or useful or beneficial at all. Quote, you just have to uh, understand it's difficult to have a really rigorous class classification system where we're trying to guess the way people really think. That's Ledwich when addressing whether we're, whether we're looking at content or whether we're looking at the creators, the people involved in the channel. I don't need you to guess what I think. I need you to leave us alone. And he sits there, he says, if they understood what we meant by it, meaning the labels, they'd be more comfortable with it. Well, no, because it's still a label. You're still putting people into particular boxes and othering them. Because if, say, if I'm, if I'm looking for new channels to watch on YouTube, and I'm interested in Star Wars, and I'm interested in Star Trek or Doctor Who or... or the Walking Dead, or whatever, and I look up Transparency Tube, and I look up, oh, hey, there's this new channel. Oh, they're right-wingers. I'm not going to watch that channel. A lot of comparisons were made to the Alternative Influence Network, and I, and I can see that. You're basically serving to radicalize. You're basically showing the radicalization of YouTube. How is this... You know, correcting misinformation, if you're sitting there labeling these channels, and if you get it wrong, it's too late to fix it. It's too late to change it. The damage is done. This is harmful to reputations. And he says that self-identifying channels makes the data less useful. Why? Because... I would think that it makes it more accurate. And then he said something really ridiculously stupid. And look, I, I don't know this guy. 
I don't have a I don't have a bone to pick with him, but I'm looking at this and he sits there because it specifically addressing the anti SJW label. He says, quote, if you just claim the label, everything would be better than being afraid of the label. Okay, no. The label anti-SJW, and we've seen this happen before. We've seen it in Comicsgate. We've seen it in Gabergate. When labels start getting thrown about, when people start getting into name-calling, then you, you end up with a flame war. And sides are taken, and lines are drawn, and damage is done. And in some cases... <clears throat> irreparable harm. He basically says that if anybody is going to self-identify, you know, they might not be aware of how other people see them. Well, that's up to them to determine. That's up to their audience to tell them using feedback and comments. And then, then something interesting because now it becomes it becomes out it comes out in the conversation that not only are we basing these labels on your content but we're also looking at your followers we're also looking at your subscribers your members the people that are commenting and watching your videos so now it's not just the videos that you make it's who's in your audience and what channels are they subscribed to? And now you have the guilt by association layer that's added on top of whatever labels are applied here. This is McCarthyism. This is... This is Star of David type of stuff, all right? This is a Marxist type of, of practice where you're going to categorize people. And it's, we, we see this going on in China right now with your social media credit affecting what you can do in your everyday life. How is this any different? It's not a score. It's not a number. It's a, it's a brand. You might as well just pull something, you know, pull the iron out of the fire and stick it on your rump. And then for all to see, there you go. You got a label on you. How is this any different? In China, the social media policies are, you know, you're with your credit. You can uh, have your travel restricted. You can lose job opportunities. Privileges on buying products even based on your social media score. This is no different. Do you have a YouTube channel? Yes. What is it? Here it is. Oh, I'm going to look you up. Oh. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm afraid I can't do that. That's where this is going. It has the, well, let me, let me, let me back up. It has the potential to go this direction. All right. So the question ultimately becomes, why even do this in the first place? Who benefits? And that, that's where you get back to, that's the ultimate question on anything that anybody ever does. Who benefits? Because is YouTube going to benefit from this? Probably not. Why would YouTube use this? Like he says, like Ledwich says, YouTube is already scraping data for stuff. That's how they that's how they banned all of this QAnon stuff that was going on here a couple of weeks ago. He says it makes sense when you understand it. That is such a nothing answer. And it is also elitist almost. Well, you'd understand I, I I don't have the time to explain it. I don't have the wherewithal to explain it, and you wouldn't understand it anyway. I mean, that is that is the the cop out that I'm hearing with this. Well, if you understood it, 
it is, that, is, that is such a condescending attitude. Well, if you understood, I'm not going to bother to explain it to you because you wouldn't understand it anyway. But if you did understand it, you'd agree with me. I seem to recall people making, uh, making comments to, uh, to the effect that that kind of language is usually used in abusive relationships. Well, if you this, then you would do that. If you'd, if you'd understood it, it would make sense it would understand if, you, if you understood it. So, the, so again, it comes back to, I don't have to explain myself. I don't have to answer to you. You just have to go along with it. And if you could, if you were smart enough to understand how I'm doing this, then everything would be okay. Because you're, you're still going off of the assumption that what you're doing is okay. And it's not. He says, quote, we do have the methodology available. We don't expect anyone to read it. I would bet that there are a number of people who are looking now at Transparency Tube's methodology as they have it published wherever it's available. And I have a feeling that there are people that are drilling down into this to see exactly what they're trying to do. And for Mark Ledwich to, to assume that people are either too lazy or too stupid to get into the nuts and bolts of this is an arrogant attitude to have. He does admit that it's subjective. He says there's no way around it. And I'd say there probably is not, except... If you expand the number of people who are making those subjective arbitrary judgments in the first place, and not just three people, then you might have a little bit more balance, but too late for that. And considering that the two Americans that are on this team are in highly liberal communities— does not inspire a whole lot of confidence from a number of people, right and left. He's resistant to removing channels because it would skew the data. Well, it's already skewed, I would say. I would say that a lot of this stuff misrepresents what these channels are about. There are, there are channels that don't talk politics at all. Now, Pop culture, maybe. And there is a cultural aspect to that. We've seen it with the reactions and, and the discussion around Star Trek, Star Wars, comic books. Well, comic books have always been political. Star Trek's always been political. You know, you have those debates already. There are people who are looking at entertainment properties through a political lens. Not everybody, but some. But the primary focus of those channels is not politics per se. It's a cultural thing as it pertains to a particular story franchise. Ledwood says, bias is in the eye of the beholder. And I would say that the majority of the responses that he gave in that in that discussion with and befriended shows his bias. And he is he is a blindly and and stubbornly refusing to acknowledge whether he sees it or not. He is refusing to acknowledge the potential harm that could come from this. He just eh, it is what it is. I don't see it that way. If you understood it, you'd understand it. This kind of doublespeak is worthy of Orwell. I don't know, folks. I, I don't have an answer for this. Fortunately, and I'm, and I'm not going to spend a great deal of time on it, mainly because... Uh, this weapon has not been aimed at us yet. I 
I don't know that that's going to uh, continue to be the case. But so far, and this is probably because we're too small, tiny, we are not part of this yet. We have not been found. We have not been selected for uh, culling, as it were. Um, and quite honestly, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how how we would fall into this. I I've got a good idea, and if if if. Ledwich is to be believed, and some of this rating is because of the people that interact with the channel, then it would be your fault. So I'll pass along the blame preemptively, folks. Whatever whatever label we get, it's your fault. <laughs> I don't know. It just it just seems to me that this is this is uh, ripe for abuse. I think it will be abused. I think it will be weaponized. I think it'll be weaponized by far left radical progressives. Uh, people like Renfemus would have a field day with this. Brianna Wu, Anita Sarkeesian, this is right up their alley. I do not see any good coming from this. Robert in the chat says, I prefer the label Toxic Man Baby. Yes, if you want to invoke Ryan Johnson. That's exactly what this kind of crap is. And, and it is what it is. The you know It's out there now. There's nothing you do about it. The genie's out of the bottle. So it's not like this site is going to go away. At least, not for now. Uh, but in, in, the, in the time between now... And let's say the next version comes out that's a little bit better at categorizing. Or you have, uh, ultimately, they decide this was not a good idea, they shut it down. No matter which direction that this goes, it's already out there. And the labels are already out there. And the categorization is already out there. And the harm that could result is already out there. This is a ticking time bomb. Now, it's just my opinion. I could be wrong. But it doesn't happen that often. All right, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks very much, folks, for being here. Don't forget, you can get a 10% discount when you use the promo code SCI-FI for me 10 over at SuperheroStuff.com. And leave us a like on your way out. Feel free to share this rant or any of the discussions. Uh, we'll, have, we'll have more. Um, we did drop a brand new Salacious Crumbs last night with the latest Star Wars news and rumor, so you can check that out here. And we are going to have on Friday, since this is Halloween week, uh, we're going to have, uh, we're going to try to put this together. We're going to, hopefully the schedule shakes out. We are going to try to have a special edition of Tardis Sauce talking about the scary Doctor Who episodes. Then, of course, on Ranker Pit Friday night, we're going to be talking about the first episode of Season 2 of The Mandalorian. Of course, Good Morning Multiverse Saturday morning. So that's going to do it for us here, folks. Thanks very much for being here, and we will be back with more on Sci-Fi For Me. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Copyright 2020 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.